Welcome to Dads with Nerdy Ambitions, your go-to source for nerd knowledge in the 21st century. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and with me today is the lovely Sarah Jones. And as always, he somehow seems to find his way onto my show. At this point, I just assume he owns half of it. The wonderful, the amazing, the lovable, the adorable David Perry. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, so before we kind of get into our episode, uh, we always like to start off with what nerdy stuff have we been up to? Uh, David, what have you been up to, good sir? Uh, well, let's see. Since I was talked to you last, uh, I, I went to see Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe Origins movie. How was that? I'm not a G.I. Joe guy. I'm not going to lie. It's not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll bite. Why did it it's, suck? Uh, well, okay. So for, first of all, it's like, like <laughs> short, short version. It, it's kind of like the Wolverine X-Men origin story. So it has oh, origins in the name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I grew up on my GI Joe is the real American hero comics uh, that Marvel put out from the mid eighties until uh, uh, the mid nineties. Uh-huh. Um, and it was written by the legendary Larry, Larry Hama who wrote GI Joe. And he also wrote Wolverine at the same time. Um, and this movie has nothing in real connection with that. Larry, Larry Hamm, I don't know if you know this, but he, a lot of the cards that went out with the G.I. Joe figures, Larry Hamm wrote those. And he wrote those to tie into the, the story in the comics. And so a lot of us grew up on that. And they could never make those movies. So when G.I. Joe, when Rise of Cobra and Retribution came out, they didn't have anything to do with, with the comics that a lot of us grew up on, or even the cartoon, because the cartoon was also very different from the comics. Um, but this movie, it's 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 got way too much shaky cam. Um, the 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 Snake Eyes character is kind of a jerk. Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, it looks good. They did a lot of practical effects instead of having some god awful CGI monstrosity. But I really wanted to like the movie, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it sets up the next versions of GI Joe, because supposedly they're going to be more, and they've they've left the they've left it open for sequels. Um, who played in the the first two? Was it Channing Tatum or uh, who? I know it wasn't one of the Wayne's brothers was in it or something. Uh, Channing Tatum was in it. Uh, the Rock was in the second one. Uh, Sienna Miller, Rachel Nichols, they were in the first one. Um, you Harrison know, uh, Ford was Harrison Ford in the first one. No, no. I'm not serious. It was it was it was. I swear he was in it. Dennis Quaid. Dennis which, Quaid was in. You know his 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 doppelganger. Yeah. So uh, Dennis Quaid was in the first one. Um, Brendan Fraser had like a five second cameo. I thought, in the, yeah, I um, remember. I mean, for popcorn movies, it they they weren't awful. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in the first move was in the first GI Joe. Uh, Ray Park played um, played Snake Eyes. So in the first two movies, and this one it's Henry Golding. It's the I tried to get my wife to go because I was like, hey, the guy from Crazy Rich Asians is in it, and I think he's shirtless for part of the time. And she still didn't want to go see it. <laughs> Um, so, but it, it's, it's not good. I, if you're going to see it, I'd wait till it comes out on home video. Uh, and then the other thing I also did was, uh, I watched the suicide squad. You saw that. Cause it Watch. was, on, it's on HBO max. So yes, yes I did uh, see it on HBO max. Um, I didn't. It, so here's my take on it. I'm not a DC person like right. it, but it made it into my, I'm a Marvel person. I know you can give me dirty looks, Sarah. It's okay. Um, but Marvel I like superheroes, Sh- DC villains. <laughs> okay, I can keep on. Well, like I like Shazam. Shazam is my like my go-to 
uh, DC movie. Okay. It was awesome. It was funny. It was cleverly done. Uh, Aquaman was my second. This I'll make is, is a solid third because okay. one, I think James Gunn is really good at what he does. He is clever at bringing out the best in characters. He's not afraid to kill off people. Right. Uh, he made that bluntly obvious in this movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like he's like, hey, look at all the people. We're going. I'm like, wow. He's like, don't get emotionally attached. All right, George R.R., what, what you got for us? And yeah, what you should do is before, if you haven't seen it or if you haven't been spoiled, go in with your friends. I recommend drinking a lot before you go see it. But <laughs> go in with your friends and create a bingo card or, or create a betting pool as to who, make, who makes it to the end of the credits. That's a great and then, idea. And that's that's a really, I wish I did that. I wish I made bets before. Oh. And now I know what I'm going to do. Right? Yeah. That's, oh. But it's, it's a very entertaining movie. I thought, I, to me, it's, I think it's probably the second best. I, see, I think Wonder Woman is the best of the DC movies. Okay. I, would, I, f- I forgot about Wonder Woman. I, I still fir- say Shazam is the best, but Wonder Woman's yes up there. I, I, can, I can see that. I, I understand why, why you would say that. Because uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman were good. The first two thirds of Wonder Man and, the, and Aquaman, Aquaman, the first <laughs> Wonder Woman and Aquaman, the first two thirds of those movies were really, really good. And it's not until that, that, cgi third act where everything yeah. kind of falls off the off the rails um but i thought the first wonder woman was the best of the movies i think this is second i think aquaman is third i i don't dislike shazam but i think the basic conceit of shazam is kind of stupid I, and i know that that's but that's a me problem that's but fair. The, I, I can get behind that but but the, the shazam the movie is 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 fine and then um because I enjoyed Suicide Squad, I the the Suicide Squad. I started watching the Harley Quinn cartoon on HBO Max, which is phenomenal. fantastic. It's phenomenal. Is, it's hilarious. And oh my god, I love King Shark in that. King yes. Shark is just the wait till yes. you get to season two. Right. Um. Uh. When he goes to so <laughs> I don't even want to spoil things for you. I yeah, like. I'm adding it to my list right oh, now as you guys are talking so about things. So <laughs> good. So good. It's um uh what's her name uh katie cuckoo coco uh, yeah penny from the big bang theory yeah penny from big bang theory for harley quinn and you think you're like this is penny this is big bang and like she went from one nerdy thing to another and she freaking rocked it she kills it yes oh my god i can't imagine like she doesn't do the uh the 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 harley quinn voice that you typically hear you know that that i don't even know how to like broken new york like kind of boss yeah. like, or kind of like right an accent uh but she just she does her voice and she just does it and it's freaking hilarious everybody in that is yes. well done very well done characters and who they chose to do it like it's i have nothing but good things to say and well, it even follows phenomenal. I will even say it follows comics pretty well. It, it takes bits and pieces from the comic about how she was and what happened to her. And it takes its own twist on it, but it does a pretty damn good job. Right. It, it, it goes it's... meta when it has to. And so does the Suicide Squad. The, the Suicide Squad does too. But I'll tell you, the so far, the MVP of the Harley Quinn cartoon is Frank, the plant. Oh my God, Frank, yes. <laughs> so. So, anyway, so so that's what I've been up to. Um, Clay, Clayface is awesome too. I yeah, uh-huh. yes, Clayface. Is <laughs> Frank is the MVP though. So oh, poor Frank. Yeah, so so go watch that. It's it's <laughs> it's good. Uh, and I, I enjoyed the Suicide Squad. Um, but 
you know, at, oh, I was reading about it. And they're like, yeah. why is it not doing well at the box office? Well, it's not doing well because it's on HBO Max. And I've already paid for HBO Max and can watch it in my giant TV at home. Yeah. Why would I want to pay $30 to take my family to go see it? I've, and you have I, to put pants on if you go to a movie, exactly. right? Like, who wants oh, to do Oh, you're that? supposed to do that at the movie theater? That makes I mean, so last much time sense. I checked. That makes so much sense now. It, 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 it was, that's fine. Uh, I, I liked it because I have I have like no schedule whatsoever to do anything in my free time. And so I got to be able to watch it in bits and pieces. Um, I'm trying now with, because, you know, there's still pandemic and we're still really busy with everything of talking to the wife and like we, when a movie comes out on there or that are on Disney plus uh, I watched jungle cruise freaking amazing movie. Uh, lots of dad jokes in it. So okay. I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those dudes that, I cry in movies and I'm totally, I wear that with a badge of honor. I do. I can't watch like even the trailers for like the war dog movies where the poor dog got PTSD and everything. And he's like, yeah, adopt. Oh, I'm crying right there. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and my wife's like, you want to go see this? No, I'm an emotional wreck now. Why would I want to see it later? Uh, but, in public, in a theater. Oh yeah. No, but I'm like, yeah, no one will see you in the theater. No one's going. <laughs> yeah. Until no, you I, walk out with yeah, a, oh, a my mess mascara is running down my face. It's it, I do, I really do. I am I take no shame in knowing that I am one of those people. I'm one of those dudes that cries in movies. I wear that with a badge of honor. It's whatever. You know, okay. I'm not gonna I'm I'm 34 and I'm married and have three kids. I have no one to impress now. You know, she knew what she was getting. So at this point, love it or leave it. Uh but I good movie. But we're trying to do now what was my whole point was um I, we're trying to do the whole date night where we get the popcorn, we get a big thing of soda, we do it soda and try to make it as much of like a movie as we can dim down the lights. And it's 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 not the same. It's never going to be the same, but it's it's a nice change of like us just sitting there and just watching a movie. Yeah, um, dedicating that time. Yeah. And absolutely. It's, uh, I absolutely love that. Uh, I honestly actually uh, got back into Halo. I don't know if you've ever played david you don't seem like the kind of guy that plays halo but you're wow I'm bad at aiming yeah i'm bad at aiming <laughs> so uh, david uh, and i are now doing wow or we're going to be doing wow as a, with a group of our D group uh I, I i i struggle with wow dude i'm not even a lie I, okay the, the grind is str a struggle for me uh but i, I went I, I went back to my halo roots and uh it's 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 nostalgic to go back to those games when you're playing back because i remember playing that back in like what when did the first one come out early 2000s yes yeah 2000 it was on the first xbox right yeah so it was like 2001 2002 time frame God. that sounds about right that's 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 almost two decades old now oh my that's god crazy oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it's it's been fun going down memory lane with that kind of stuff uh, but we didn't come here to talk about memory lane. We didn't come here to talk about Suicide Squad or anything Marvel or DC. We came here to talk about cosplaying because that is our subject pretty much for the month uh, has been the embracing your inner nerd and in getting into character. Um, so we did an escapism. I did that, got to do escape rooms. That was very immersive. Uh, next week, we're, uh, after this comes out, we're going to have an episode on LARPing. Uh, so we kind of talked to them about that. So that's going to be fun. And then after that is Dragon Con is coming up. And I know, David, you wanted to do a special on that. And I'm totally down for that. Okay. Uh, we'll awesome. have to do a 
a pre and post Dragon Con, and I want lots and lots of pictures. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah. You know he'll provide them. Oh, I know <laughs> he will. And the, the lovely Sarah here is going to be making a chainmail bra for me to wear for my cosplay costume. I mean, I'm that sure you got like a great idea. <laughs> you say you think I'm joking. I'm actually legitimately. I mean, I'm down. Like, let me know the size. So I my, mean, you my know. costume is going to be, I think I'm a B. I might be. A, 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 I got a little bit. Of I need, I need inches. I need a band <laughs> size and a cup size. All right. right? So. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, it's pandemic, swear, so it's probably a little larger than it was last year. This time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's getting a little bit bigger. That's okay, though. Um, this is gonna go so south so quickly. I, so I told the LARPer, the LARPer guys I was gonna do. I was talking to them about doing. Uh, I just found out it was called uh buffer LARPing. So basically, like the padded weapons. That's what we I used to call it. So I told him I was gonna come out in the chainmail bikini top and a kilt, and then just write like dad bod or six pack on my gut, and that was this is gonna be my cosplay costume coming out there. So, nice choice. Yeah, yeah, no, right? Classy. Solid. <laughs> um, so you are a cosplayer. You make your own costumes. You're a, a, you didn't call yourself a seamstress, and I don't have the note up here. What? Did, because you, you don't consider yourself a, an expert or a proficient? Well, I, I beg to differ. She's amazing. She's don't, whatever she I, says. I, she's, I, she's I know. She's amazing being modest. She tells you. I, I, I'll say that right now. Well, I mean, I have my roots in historical cosplay. So okay. when Outlander came out, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Outlander, but that I've read all the books. So before the show came out, I had already read the books. And I was like, oh my gosh, 18th century, 17th century. That's, and I've always been, always been infatuated with Tudor England. So historical stuff was where I kind of started. Okay. Um, I had never been taught how to sew as a kid or a teen. And so I taught myself everything. Good but I don't you. call myself a seamstress, mainly because I feel like a seamstress is somebody that has been sewing for, Lord, as long as I've been alive and 33 now, I've only been sewing for like six years. I don't consider myself a professional. I don't consider myself a master yet. I have so much more that I can learn. So I would just call myself a sewist. Um, I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You're never going to know everything. And exactly. You're probably, like, so you're, you're a seamstress in my eyes. You are a master whether or not oh, you decide you. to consider yourself that if you <laughs> can do that, that and not like stab yourself 50 times no you you, you win you oh got no this. i still stab myself oh yeah i'm There's sure there's still lots of blood <laughs> <laughs> you I, know I needles that was fingernails all of that oh. <laughs> lots of bad words lots of pointy sticky <laughs> things and it's not pretty <laughs> and are you active duty military or are you a vet um, or retired no i'm a vet um okay. i was a military police officer in the army national guard for okay. eight years um i'm now a school teacher i teach third graders <laughs> that's right you did so, say that earlier i do apologize um, and i kind of kind of consider myself a, a mrs frizzle so not only do i sew my costumes but i sew like 50s retro dresses that are inspired by my favorite movies or characters i wore star wars one today um i'm actually my jam I'm going to say I'm disappointed in both you and David because we're doing an episode on cosplay and neither of you came cosplayed up. I, uh, I know this is a see? podcast. And oh my uh, God, you, oh, he beat you. He's got his variant t-shirt on. I uh, just had my Star Wars shirt on. Like I'm, I'm rocking the Star Wars shirt and that's about it right now. Uh, I was dressed to the nines this morning. I promised for school. I, I, but I, 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 
<laughs> this Florida heat makes me melt, guys. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> uh, so uh, what would you say is your, your favorite costume that you've done so far? Oh, hands down. Princess Leia, her original senatorial costume is my favorite and will always be my favorite. Now, granted, I've got to say this for Dave because I know he's going to get on to me. My Mandalorian is like their neck and neck. I love being both. Um, the joy that being Leia brings me is she's kind of my hero, whether it's actual Princess Leia or Carrie Fisher, she's my hero. You know, I mean, she's everything that I wanted to be as a kid. And I like to say, I kind of have her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fisher as or Princess Leia? Both. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Dave can vouch. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I can. And the other thing I'll also tell you about Sarah and her, her Leia is when because I've been I've been to events where she's she's dressed as Leia. She, you have the uh, the Leia that she wears through most of New Hope, and then you have the uh, the cer the the medal ceremony, ceremony yes. right? And just when you see little kids when they first see her, just their faces, especially the girls, but the boys too, their faces just light up and they run up to her, and and she does you know if if cosplay is is not only putting on the costume it's becoming the character sarah does that and she does it very well uh and oh, and you. and uh and that's that's it's just one of the that's one of the wonderful things about cosplay and why people get into it um but yeah but, but her, her lay is amazing all well, right so thank we're you very have, much we're both as the costume and the character um, yeah definitely gonna have to add pictures for this um absolutely for the, for the i can episode. definitely supply I them can't wait to see those um i will never ever ever forget i gotta tell you something really yeah yeah no go my very first convention huh? as a rebel legion very first one was charcon a few years ago um that's actually where i ran into dave for the very first time and he sucked me into the world of the mandalorians <laughs> ah, he does um, he does and in like nine months i had a costume done ready and approved uh, right i think right. i still hold that record yeah probably <laughs> but, you know, who's counting um <laughs> but for a, for I remember a clan, this, yeah yeah this little old couple that came into charcon and they were probably i don't know you know 70s 80s they were older mm. um the lady was wearing a skirt like a poodle skirt but it had bb8 on it and it was the cutest darn thing i've ever seen in my life and she said oh my gosh I am so excited. There's a Princess Leia. She said, my grandkids just love Star Wars. And they had actually come specifically to see the people that had dressed up from Star Wars. Oh my God. And I was so thrilled at just the light in their eyes. They were so excited. And it was, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that. It's That's... not always the little kids. Sometimes it's the older ones too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great like memory right there to always like just hold on and cherish. Um, I remember like this, I I've never actually, well, I've cosplayed once or twice. Mine were, I have a full blown Deadpool costume and I play like the hipster card. Like I was cool. I did Deadpool before Deadpool was Deadpool sort of cosplay. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, but I remember my most memorable moment, honestly, I will say is doing it with my son. Um, I went and got him like a, just a Halloween Spider-Man with like the puffed up muscles and everything just so he could go and do it. And I actually took him to the New York comic-con and oh, we went man. there. That was his first con and awesome. it was an amazing experience. It was such an amazing experience, especially for him. And it, 
the reason I love doing it so much is because when I did it, nobody knew who Deadpool was. And they're like, that's a weird Spider-Man costume. And my, my son was like, Hey man, I'm Spider-Man. That's Deadpool. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> but the first couple of times he's like, thanks. And they're like, yeah, that's, I've never seen that Spider-Man. And then he's like, Oh, him, <laughs> that's Deadpool. <laughs> that's the best thing ever. Those kids will correct everybody. They're like, mm, no, 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 absolutely we're not. either. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely um, none. Awesome. No uh, craps given. <laughs> so that was your favorite costume. What was the hardest one you ever made? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, uh, honestly, um, I would like to say my Mando was probably one of my hardest, but I think it's because I didn't have all of the skills. Like I could sew, I sewed all my soft parts that I needed to, my vest and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, I actually, you know, because armor is kind of hard to make when you have a rounded chest, it's not simple. <laughs> Those curves <laughs> on that center board is not something that I really wanted to, to tackle. So I actually learned how to use, um, auto body uh resin casting <laughs> and so i did some resin work and some fiberglassing <laughs> and so i think i'm actually the only one from our west virginia clan that had a fiberglass partial kit as far as like the worn chest pieces yeah. um most everybody else's was centra or 3d printed or something but i figured that fiberglassing would be one of the easiest ways and it was not easy <laughs> there was so a learning curve I just saw something. I started following. I'm on TikTok and occasionally like I find somebody really cool. Like I do the, the weird things. I follow all the painters and cosplayers and this guy that does like animal facts, like stupid, amazing facts. And I just, I get giddy oh, yeah. about them. Um, <laughs> this girl, she did, uh, she saran wrapped herself, her top. And yeah. then she duct taped it and then wrote, scribbled all the marks. And then she took scissors right. and cut it up. And I'm, I was like, oh, that's really that's really how I make smart my patterns. oh is that it that's yeah. stupid smart um, that's stupid and that's clever. exactly what i kind of did with my chest pieces for my mando is uh -huh. i took um you know that old post the uh, the packaging tape that you have to get wet mm -hmm. before you can apply it and before it will stick it's got fiberglass threads through it and uh -huh. i didn't know that until i started digging around and i actually <laughs> used that and my awesome mom came over one day and fiberglassed my entire torso and here I am waddling around you know because I'm I'm pretty much fiberglassed all into one case my mom cut up the back and I made my chest pieces out of that that was my base wow. um so packing tape with fiberglass was my base for my my mando <laughs> and and then you, you you put resin on it and then sanded the resin and, and that yes. is that right okay yes i used fiberglass matting and um some of the cloth as well for some of the other spots and a little bit of bondo here and there to smooth things out and uh yeah um they're pretty solid <laughs> they're not going anywhere <laughs> that's awesome david what do you do for your costumes do you i know you do 3d printing for some of yours um i, I don't have a 3d printer uh, I, to me, a 3D printer is like a boat or a truck in that I want a friend to have those things, but I don't want one myself. Um, it, it, it depends on the costume. It, 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 you know, I know that's kind of a cop out. I, some of the costumes I have, I've, I've bought uh, my Battlestar Galactica BDUs. I, I bought those off the internet. I bought those from a, from a vendor, Alchemy Arms. Um, uh, my Mandalorian is I bought some of the soft parts or I um, like my vest. I bought those off the, our club's forums. Uh, the armor itself is made out of Sintra or PVC. Um, and 
like uh, my, for my Ghostbuster, my proton pack is a is a fiberglass kit that I bought, and then you, I had to cut it out and then put add electronics and all that other stuff. Um, so it just it depends on the costume. Um, and I'll say that you know while we're talking, two things that have revolutionized cosplay in the last ten years, fifteen years, are the internet and YouTube and three D printing, because oh, yeah. that has made cosplay accessible in a way that it never was when i was growing up i mean again i'm i'm older than both of you but when i was in high school in the 80s and and when i was in college in the 90s you had to know somebody who had who had all of it yeah i know right <laughs> sorry go with your story we laugh oh, that you're old that's right it'll happen to you one day children I'm sure it will. <laughs> right. So, but, but even even back then, I mean, if you wanted to make stormtrooper armor, you had to know somebody who knew how to build a vac former and who knew how to make molds and do all this other stuff. And it was very tight institutional knowledge that was passed down only through through personal contact. Well, nowadays with YouTube, you can get on YouTube and you can look how to make a souffle, how to replace the brakes in a 1972 Chevy Nova, how to make a vac former, all of that is right there. And, and, and there's a tutorial, right, that, that they'll do it. And at Indestructibles or some of these other sites or the RPF, that'll tell you how to step-by-step, step how to make things, again, that, that wasn't accessible back then. And then 3D printing um, has just democratized uh, prop making and costumes in a way that instead of having to buy a $150 cast resin helmet, you know, you get the, you download the files from Thingiverse or you buy them off somebody on Etsy for 10 bucks or whatever. And then you plug it into the computer and then, you know, you, you wait 20 hours and it's printed off a helmet. And then you just have to piece the parts together, glue it and sand it. And, story. Um, and so that is, is from a, from a perspective of someone who's, who, who likes to cosplay. They just, the way it's made it easy because, and the other thing is that 3d printer now that, three four years ago was was thousands of dollars now you can buy that 3d printer on amazon for 400 yeah i know 400 dollars yeah. is 400 dollars, but but that is dirt cheap you know considering that you know as long as you can maintain it and you can keep the the the, the nozzle clean you can make all these kinds of props and you can just fill up your basement really inexpensively and you're Absolutely. well the one you're talking about too is a is a filament printer like i have a resin printer right so it just like dips and plunges and everything i still haven't got it to work right i got to figure out the leveling and everything unfortunately i've been trying to do miniatures with it but right yeah but that that didn't exist i mean that that technology didn't exist 10 years ago much less 20 or 30 years ago and so it's right. made cosplay a lot more accessible you know and sarah was talking about teaching herself to sew um you know a lot of people you know you had to learn from your grandmother or your mother or or somebody and now again all that's on the internet you can go to joanne's and you can take a class on you know to learn how to sew and it's i it's, learned on youtube that's exactly how i taught myself the more important like i don't know how to do this serger nonsense how do i thread this <laughs> youtube Right. It, it, it's all the, if you want to do it yourself. Now, there's also nothing wrong with buying costumes either. You know, I, I know that there are some people in the cosplay community who, who think that, you know, oh, if, if you didn't make it yourself, it's not real cosplay. Well, that's crap. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because sometimes you don't have the time, you don't have the budget, you know, to make everything yourself. Again, that 3D printer, if all you want is, is a, a Loki halo or Loki or, or Mercy halo or a Loki crown, why should I pay $400 for a 3D printer and then have to buy $80 worth of filament when I can pay somebody on Etsy 35 bucks to ship it to me for free? Absolutely. And, true story. True story. So, 
So, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with buying costumes. There's nothing wrong with buying parts. Now, there's also something to be said for, well, I, I, I kit bashed a bunch of things together and I made this cool Nerf gun for my Mandalorian prop, right? You know, uh, uh, you made some other prop that, that matches, you know, um, because again, also because of the internet, you can look and see exactly how they made certain props in movies. And then some people like to replicate that and that's great. But you know, if, if you if you want to go to Spirit of Halloween and, and buy a bodysuit for whatever character you want to be, go for it. Well, I feel like we've just covered the entire subject today in that one little tangent. So this has been Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. Thank you and good yeah. night. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how we that's how we roll around here. You're right. Uh, let's but let's that was honestly that was an awesome answer. And uh, but let's break this down a little bit. Um, I think that really covers. Let's talk about cosplay. If I'm being absolutely <laughs> honest here, uh, what listen, let, let's do it like this. What is what do you need to be a cosplayer? What counts as cosplay? If that if if we're starting off as a newbie and I'm like I want to do cosplay, what counts as cosplay? Um. Well, I think that's. I mean, that's a big range personally to me like uh, you were talking you cosplayed with your son at one point in time I, I consider his costume his Halloween costume with the built-in muscles like that's cosplay I agree um, that's that's what I was hoping you my would say. um my children actually cosplay with me my I have three boys um my oldest is a little more serious in it he's 13 but my middle one uh the very first convention we ever went to he wanted to be some character from Far Cry I was unfamiliar and like he wore some ripped up jeans and a red tank top and he had a bandana tied around his arm. That was his cosplay. And that was that was cosplay to me. And that was cosplay to him. I mean, it could be as simple as a hoodie that represents a character that you're you're super interested in off of a video game. Or it could be something as elaborate as Dave's Mercy. You know, I mean, that range is so huge. And like Dave was saying, cosplay is so much more accessible now. You know, cosplay has it doesn't have those parameters like a lot of people think that it should have i agree i i i that was my thought process because like i said i've seen people legitimately do simple stuff i mean technically david's cosplaying as a loki right now all he has to do is put on his, his loki horns and he's a he's a loki variant and that oh, technically and that he's counts. gonna go get it yeah, he's gonna Watch put it go. on that, there we go now david's <laughs> cosplaying he's so you know, he's good to go. In, in, in my mind, that's cosplaying. As long as you're having fun exactly. and doing some type of in character, we'll, right. we'll call it, we'll call it in character play with it. I, I right. even then like, that's just you playing your guy. Um, cost wise. I know this is going to be another broad question. <laughs> like it really is. Some of these questions are, they really, it's because it, and I think that's probably one of the stigmatisms that goes with doing cons and doing cosplaying is you see all these dramatic and and just beautiful 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 and complicated costumes i've seen legitimately the guy was nine feet tall he was in a space marine terminator armor it was so big like it took five people to help him put it together and had to be walked side by side somebody helped him walking and he cosplayed a warhammer 40k terminator um and i've seen stuff simple as legitimately dave wearing a t-shirt and saying that says variant on it so but in your mind 
if you wanted to let, let's let's make this a, an, an easier question if i wanted to build a costume we'll do with your historical uh your historical uh cosplay what would that typically cost what would be with the number of time we're looking f- around well, um, that also has a really broad range because one of my favorite places to find like fabrics and things for historical cosplay is Goodwill. <laughs> so um, the curtains and the tablecloths in Goodwill are often often really cheap. And a lot of times they're made out of silk, which is historically accurate. Um, and you can find yards and yards and yards of it. So I go to Goodwill <laughs> and buy tablecloths and sheets and window coverings and use those as bases for my historical costumes. That's genius. Um, Exactly. Like a lot of people don't think about that and you're putting a lot less waste into the world because you're not going and buying a bunch of fabric and then, you know, all these scraps or things that are getting wasted firsthand. This is something that's already been used previously before, most likely. Bring it home, wash it, dry it, get what you need out of it. You and know, it's got the age um, in it already. It's already been exactly. naturally aged. There's some wear to it. Um, and sometimes you can find some really cool, unique fabrics from like the 80s. No offense, Dave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, children, um, you're all children. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, or you can, you can just be super elaborate. I know um, there's one lady I follow on Instagram and she is phenomenal. She's in New York. I cannot remember her name right now for the life of me, but she makes the most exquisite costumes that are circled around historical accuracy. I mean, just mind blowing. Mm. Um, and I know that her costume, she always strives to have, you know, the real silks, the stuff that's the, the nice fine cottons and things like that. You can go that route if you've got the budget for it, but we don't all have the budget for it. I got three kids. I got a family, you know, Goodwill's the way to go sometimes. Um, and it doesn't make it any less than someone who is paying $30 per yard for silk taffeta. Mm. It does not make it any less. Right. The, the, the other thing with, with, you know, when you, when you ask somebody how much their costume, how much they have in a costume, it's always a loaded question. But the, the, the other thing is, number one, it depends on the costume. And it also depends on how much work you're willing to do or are able to do yourself. If, if for example, uh, Sarah can do all her own sewing. So for my, the costume that I built during quarantine was a, a biker scout for the, for the 501st Legion. And so the biker scout from Return of the Jedi. And so you have to buy a hard armor kit. I cannot make that myself. And then that has a certain number of soft parts. There's a flight suit, there's a vest, there's a cummerbund, there's a soft cod and so on and so forth. Um, I had to pay somebody to make that. And I had them custom make it for me. So rather than buying an off the shelf flight suit that I hoped would fit or then having to alter it, they built it for, they custom measured me and they made it. And it was several hundred dollars. If I had been able to do that myself, it probably would have cost about a third of what I paid them to do. So if you can do your own work or if you're willing to do your own work, um, you can save a ton of money. Now, Absolutely. a lot of times, like I was talking about with the 3D printer or with the sewing machine or some of these other tools that you have, there's an initial upfront cost in that, right? If, you wanna, if I wanna go to, to, uh, and buy an inexpensive sewing machine, that might be 150 or $200 to get a, a reasonably good 
amateur sewing machine, but then I still have to come up with 150 or 200 bucks to begin with. If I want to buy that 3D printer, I have to have a computer that'll run it. And then the 3D printer itself is $400 or $450 and I have to buy filament. But once you have that, then you can make more props and you can do more things. And the other thing for people who are not, who are, who are looking to get into cosplay or who, who, who are intimidated by it, what I will tell you is we were all amateurs once. With rare exception, people that people that you see cosplaying at New York City Comic Con or Dragon Con or any of these, even your, your local, local event at a library, all of those people with rare exception, unless they have a background in like auto body work, they're all hobbyists. They're all, they were all amateurs. And I guarantee you that they have all scrapped a costume that they've gotten 70% of the way through one and said, oh man, this sucks, or this isn't working out, or they mess up a sheet of armor and they, they scrap the whole thing. We've all done that. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah, it sucks to have to throw away a bunch of material or to have to take out a bunch of stitches because you, you got a line wrong, but we were all there. Um, and then hopefully the next time you don't screw it up as bad because you'll screw it up again. You just, you just hope you don't screw it up as bad. Maybe and you can then, actually fix it. <laughs> right. Um, but that's the beauty of a lot of our costumes is, you know, for the most part, there's not a lot you can screw up that can't be fixed later. Absolutely. But, um, but as far as the other thing with cost is, you know, this is, I'm going to get on my soapbox, surprise. Um, oh, no. I know, right? <laughs> everybody, like has an <laughs> everybody has an expensive hobby, yep. right? Dave has more than one. Some people have more than one. I <laughs> have more than one. A, a I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but I, I was talking. I was talking with somebody. And they asked this same question, and I asked. I asked the guy. I said, "You know, what's your expensive hobby?" And he, because I was talking about my helmet and, and the helmet that I have for my Mandalorian. When I bought it, it was two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Now it's over three hundred dollars. And then I, I put lights and I put a battery pack and some other things in it. I've got about three hundred. <laughs> It's because I'm extra. Um, <laughs> so, so, I, so I've got about $300 in my helmet. Again, I've had it since 2014. So it's, I've gotten my money's worth out of it. Anyway, he was asking me how much I had in it. And he said, isn't that a lot? And I said, well, what's your, what's your hobby? What do you do? And he said, well, I play golf. <laughs> really? <laughs> how much did you pay for your driver? <laughs> and he thought about it for a second. And then he gave me a number, which was more than what I have in my helmet. And so, and but, but that's my point is everybody has an expensive hobby. And I don't care what it is. It might be jet skis. It might be camping. It might be, you know, uh, uh, target shooting, whatever. Classic cars. Everybody has an expensive hobby. And cosplay happens to be ours. Uh, mine and Sarah's, you know, hopefully one day you too, Steve. But that's, yeah. I've got bits and pieces. Come to no, the dark side. I, we have look, candy. I have a, an awesome Rancor Mando helmet. Sure. And I had, I don't have the rest of it. Uh, because the, the guy who's doing uh, the guy who's building it for me is doing he's using his utilizing his 3d printers to help out with medical supplies and he's been doing it nonstop during the entire pandemic also he's getting married also he just bought a house so he's got a lot on his plate so yes i i actually have a full-blown i i think it is considered uh street legal uh jedi uh costume mm -hmm. that i and even got like really good robe and I got my lightsabers, but yes, I want to do my own Mando. I want to have a Mando costume. Um, Who doesn't? Even, even I even got the, uh, the official uh, man, the Mandalorian helmet. I pre-ordered nice. it from Hasbro and everything. 
got the little flashlight and it's i like Ooh, it oh you fancy I, it's right. dude no fancy when you f- f- hold it upside down and it's got these red little led lights to oh light up gosh. the inside but that, it's it only serves to when you look inside of it and it's like hey it's lit up but as soon as you That's put it sweet. on it, it gets rid of it and it's like well that was useless does it have a voice changer in it too? No, it doesn't have a voice changer. I wish it did. I, I have bits and stuff that I could legitimately do a whole blown, like some type of cosplay. Like I have uh, a pit boy from mm-hmm. the fallout four when it came out, because my wife was awesome and bought me that I have a full blown, like Viking costume that I could cosplay out. I have my Jedi stuff. I have stuff. I, I just finally had to get rid of my Deadpool one because the zipper broke uh, on the back. And then you can replace a zipper. Absolutely. I got well, you. Um, I might have gotten a little <laughs> more portly <laughs> too. All right. Uh, and uh, the zipper in the front is not very complimentary. Uh, it doesn't do <laughs> pleasant things in my nether regions. So uh, yeah, that was that was one that had to go away. Eventually, I'll, I'll, I'll get another Deadpool, but I have too many. And actually, uh, our our good friend over at uh, Rancor Pits, uh, he he's uh, making me a couple uh daggers for a i did a previous D thing and he's making my costume for my uh one of my characters who is a psionic blade rogue named uh tanak uh and so he's making me the whole costume well he's making me the weapons i gotta get like uh like my my hooded cape and like some studded leather or faux studded leather because i'm not doing right straight up leather and that was too hot yeah <laughs> I, I, I should be top, though. i said pleather's not any better but no it's, it's it's kevin it's the same guy who made my axe and my swords uh like your vibra axe yeah mm-hmm. same guy. oh i love that thing he's he's does amazing jobs and i i'm actually he's got some stuff that he was like hey i've had this for four years does anybody want this and i said hey i'll volunteer as tribute me, me, me. yeah and then he's gonna make me like some las rifles and las pistols from 40k stuff so yeah, I've my that's my problem is especially being a, a, as a podcast host, I get to like dip my toe in all these nerdy hobbies and I go, oh, I want to try that, too. Oh, I want to try that, too. I want to do this. And then then my wife looks at me and goes, because she actually listens to these episodes. So I've given up trying to lie on stuff. <laughs> and she goes, you know, don't ever lie. Just yeah. Don't yeah no, just not worth be it. Like, no, 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 not, not so much lie. Just be like, because I've come back. And she's like. Where did you get that white dragon? Oh, I've had that. I've had that. How long have you had that? Oh, oh a while now. And I'm like, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, yeah. the thing about cosplay is again, just you were to get back to the cost. Yeah. I mean, I, the shirt that I'm wearing cost me $25 on Etsy, and my Loki crown cost me $35 on Etsy. So I have 60 bucks, right? Yeah. 25. So, so it doesn't have to, what I say about cost is it does it's not as expensive as you would think, but your cost can get wildly out of control very quickly. Absolutely. I, I will say this though too. Um, you're gonna get your uses out of it. You don't have to use it one time either. That can and especially if you get a decent one made. And when I say mm-hmm. decent, when you if you put in how much money you guys have put into your stuff. You can actually, and, and I actually, I'll say this. I got this from the uh, CFX people when I had them on the show. If you make a good enough costume, you can get your money back by going to like little Halloween contests and stuff like that. If you, 
I'm sure your mercy costume could win you some money at some little Halloween costume contest. I, I doubt it, but but oh. you know, but that's right. But the other thing is, and and you know, Sarah, you know, she was talking about recycling things that you buy at Goodwill. Um, one of the other things you'll find a lot of cosplayers do is they have just bins and bins of things that I might use this one day. Oh yes. I've got them in my garage. And, and so we buy some of the things we buy, we buy for, with an eye towards, I might not use it for this, or I might only use part of this for this costume, but I'm going to put it in a bin and, Just label in it, case. and I'll come back to it later. Uh, I bought a pair of boots. I spent way too much money on a pair of Renfair boots, but I wear them with a bunch of, I can wear them with a bunch of different costumes. Right? I can wear them with my Mandalorian. I can wear them with my Jedi. I can wear them with my Sith. I can wear them for steampunk. I can wear them for dark elf. I can wear So there's several things there that I can and I do wear them with, not just one single costume. Whereas my biker scout, the only thing I can wear my biker scout with is my biker scout. Right. But, uh, but if we, it, when, you, when you can recycle parts, we, we tend to, um, because otherwise you're just, you're just throwing money away or you know, throwing time and energy. Uh, at, at a single use. And the other thing is, you know, a lot of us, you know, my Mandalorian, I, I built it in 2014 and I've worn it to almost a hundred events. So I've gotten a hundred uses out of it or so. Um, a lot of the cost, a lot of the things that you see on screen, it's, they're probably not made as well as what that cosplayer makes because it was made for a single shot or was made to be a background character that's on screen for two minutes and it's probably held together with gaffer tape and zip ties. Whereas that stormtrooper armor, even though some of it canonically is held together with zip ties, it's, it's built much better. The quality is much better. And the person who makes that, the Sarah that makes her Tudor, Tudor era dress, it might even be a better quality than what they made historically because she has, she has a modern sewing machine and she can make better stitches uh, and she's going to wear it a lot. So, um, it's, so cost is all relative, um, you know, but a lot of costumes, a lot of people, a lot of us start out, your ambition is way up here. Yes. Your skills are right about here. And then your budget is about 10% of that. Um, and so I've you heard know, Dave say that at least a thousand times. And it's, and it's true, isn't it? It's so true. It's so true. It really, well, really is. So getting into like starting off, what is the best way? What is the best way for like newbies to get into say, hey, I want to. Cos so I'm a newbie. So I want to get into cosplaying. Um, what do I do? How, how do I go about it? I would honestly say my thing was like finding a focus. So. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, you have a bunch of different things going on, like different projects that you're trying to finish. And that's why you haven't gotten into the cosplay scene really, really heavy yet. Um, I started focusing on one thing. So I had like six different things laying out on my dining room table. I was like, I want to do this and this and this. Mm. And then I just started hyper-focusing on one because I knew I would never get done with all six if I just picked that each one. Um, so my Leia was done really, really quickly and honestly, really budget friendly. Like, uh, I didn't, I didn't spend a whole lot of money on her and she's, she's a screen accurate Leia. Um, I think honestly, the most money that I have in her is the hair. <laughs> you honestly, just don't do it the, yourself. I mean, 
mine's not long enough to do. So I have extensions I put in like eight pounds worth of extensions, but that was probably the most expensive part of the entire build for me. My boots were secondhand. Um, the fabric came from Joanne's with a coupon. Uh, the, the belt pieces were aluminum plating from Lowe's in the clearance section. Like, you know, it, it, a screen accurate can absolutely be budget friendly and like I said, hyper-focusing on one thing instead of trying to dive into six different things at one time, that is definitely what I would suggest. Um, finding something you really, really, really are passionate about. Um, like for my son, it would be Zelda. That's that's his jam. So that's what he would hyper-focus on. Um, but I think that's the best way to start out is find where your niche is. Right. That, you're 100% right. And then the, the other, my other advice would be to find something go for low-hanging fruit first. Uh, if, if, again, to, to, use, to use what I'm wearing right now as an example, a $25 t-shirt and a $35 Loki crown. I mean, that, that is a costume. Now, it's, it's not screen accurate for anything that was ever in the TV show, but it's, it's fun and it's inexpensive. You know, uh, you, you talk about you have Jedi robes. You can get Jedi robes really inexpensively on whether it's on Amazon, Amazon or, yeah. or eBay. And... I won mine. I, I well, you can't they, be free. Some Even the, better. Well, that's the best. But yeah. some of those costumes, some of those costumes that you find, if it's from kind of a shady website or if it's really inexpensive, you're probably going to get what you pay for. Hmm. And some of those you might want to check and see where it ships from because some costumes that people have, they kind of have to be okay with doing business with a sweatshop in China. Or Thailand or Vietnam, um, just just to be totally honest, and, and I'll, I'll also tell you, I have bought I have bought costumes from some of those companies because to if you want to if you want to get a good Jedi costume, you, it might be one hundred and ten dollars from a sweatshop in China, but to pay uh, a seamstress in in the United States um, or someone on Etsy, you're looking at several hundred dollars. So I mean, you might have to be morally okay with with doing business with a sweatshop in China. Um, but the, the, but you can keep your costs down that way. Um, but like I said, I, I would start with a, with a costume that, that is low hanging fruit. It is something that is, is easy to do. It is accessible because the other thing that you also find out once you start doing this is a lot of the boots that people wear, the shoes that people wear really aren't comfortable and you don't want to spend all day walking around New York city comic con uh, all day in them uh, because you're going to get blisters. Uh, my Mandalorian, I wore one day, I, I walked a 5k for breast cancer in it. And when I was done, I had blisters the size of half dollars on the balls of my feet and on my heels. Um, and, and I have reasonably good boots with, with insoles in them. But so that's the other thing is, you know, some people, they, they look at a costume or they think, wow, it'd be really cool to be a stormtrooper. This, this is my stormtrooper story. There was a guy who, who, you know, he wanted to be a stormtrooper. So he went out and he bought the kit and he did all this other stuff. And he'd never done any kind of costume before. And so after he does this, and a stormtrooper kit probably costs about $1,000 just for the armor. Um, and then you have to have the soft parts and all that other stuff. Well, he gets it all together and then he puts his helmet on and then he finds out he's claustrophobic. <laughs> and you can't really be a stormtrooper if you're not going to put your helmet on. And so that might be another thing that, that you have to, you, you, and you don't want to find that out the hard way, right? You, you, that's something that you want to find out early on in the process, whether a costume is compatible with 
with you and and your um, and your body. Uh, we have some people who cosplay that have disabilities, um, and so if you have, you know, not to be too gross, but if if you if you know you have IBS or something like that, you don't want a costume that takes you twenty minutes to get in and out of. True. No, absolutely uh, not. <laughs> But then the other thing is cosplay can also be very helpful. We, we have another guy who's, he was in our clan. He's now retired. He's now a retired member, but he, he has a, he has social anxiety. And when we first met him, he came to, he and his, his then girlfriend, now wife came to dinner with us and he didn't speak for the entire meal. Like it's just us in the club. We're hanging out. We'd met him at an event before and he came and he, and he was just real quiet. Um, eventually he warmed up to us. But then when I see him, when we saw him at an event, the second he put his helmet on, he became a different person in the most- That's what I was gonna say. Possible. It can go both ways. Yes, he, he became outgoing because that helmet was then his security blanket and he became, he stopped being him and he started being his character. He started being this Mandalorian and he kids would come up to him and he'd get hugs and he'd get fist bumps and all that. So that's something that, that everybody has to find for themselves. Um, and, and, you know, why are you, why are you putting the armor on? Why are you putting that costume on? Um, and then do you really want to spend all day in it? Um, because a lot of people don't think about that when they think, oh, I want to do, excuse me, I want to do such and such character. Well, you know, that, that space Marine that you're talking about, that might take 40 minutes to get in and out of. So you have to account for that. Dave is the champ of staying in his kit, the longest I've ever seen anybody reasonably stay in a kit in temperatures that he should not be in. <laughs> I see. I, I wish I knew that stuff when I did my Deadpool one, like I had, like I had, I thought I was clever. So I'm like, all right, you can get the zipper in the front and you know, you have to pee. I'm like, all right, cool. Great. I'm, I, I didn't think about anything else because it's a full blown unitard and you have to pull that thing. Come. Oh yeah. No, that almost. And then didn't... you get hot and sweaty. <laughs> oh, and, and it, it just, oh, it's, right. and it's, and it is elastic. So it just like, uh, it was it was it was right. interesting it was interesting and i wore combat boots the entire time by the way in that because that was what deadpool wore combat boots and i'm like huh, i'm active duty why not wear these all day yeah uh regrets might have been made uh definitely murdered the feet uh that's that's always fun stuff though i i do like i said I, i'm not a cosplayer i do enjoy dressing up because I I'm one of those guys. I love Halloween. Uh, I always get dibs on Halloween. Like my wife gets Christmas. She gets to do whatever that she wants around the house and do all her stuff. I get Halloween and it's the only time I'm allowed to be an adult. And she has to, I'm like, Nope, this is mine. I want to do this. And she, she goes and she's like, fine. Cause like <laughs> I have, I have plans already for the twins. I have like, five six different costume ideas that i want to do like one i want to dress them up like ghostbusters turn their little wagon into the ecto one and i'm going to get on my one wheel and dress up as a ghost and like kind of pull it because i can i pull it all the time and look like they're chasing me down as a ghost i'm like that would, that be, would be hilarious that would be great uh another one <laughs> yeah, is, uh like i want to dress them up as dinosaurs and put it in make the, the it's, it's going to involve the wagon because they're like they're not even too they're yet. little yeah they're so little, like yeah. It's walking's like, hard <laughs> yeah and like dress them up as dinosaurs and i'll be some hunter that caught them and going around so, like i have all these dorky ideas even uh. i thought about turning it their wagon into like an x-wing and have one of them as r2 and one of them as luke 
I know, right? Like, there's all these. There's so many great ones that I've I've been trying. I've come up with. It's this. I vote for what, that one. And she wants to dress him up as like Slinky Dog. Hmm. Like, thank you, thank you. She's like, oh, it wouldn't be cute. And I'm like, no, I want to nerd like, them out. I want. I'm like, like you. They were born, Halloween. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Like so, they were born. Halloween's the most important holiday of the year. Okay. I'm sorry. What's number two and one? That's what I want to know. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Halloween, Star Wars. No, oh, no. no. Get no, out no, of no, here. No. Get out of here. No. Okay. We're going to have to kick him off the island. Yeah, he, okay. This is Sarah, not Sarah, you want to be my co host. You can come on anytime I got you, you want. Like, what the, no, you were banned for that one, you monster. Like, if you said, like, if you said, like, my birthday and Christmas, and I'm like, all right, I can, I that's, can see that's those. acceptable. But Thanksgiving? Yes. I, look, I'm a Chub Scout I'm all with day. You. I'm a Chub Scout all day. <laughs> However, comma. No, it doesn't beat <laughs> Halloween. I, th- I am hardcore. I'm hardcore about Halloween, like to the point where I taught my son how to double dip. Like we, we that's where we do the do- Jedi costumes, and we could throw the cape over, and he got to be a Sith. He was he had his Sith Lord, and then he took it off, and I gave him my brown robe, and he threw it on. He got to go double dip, and then he learned how to bag up his coffee or all the coffee. Uh, yeah, I'm out of coffee, coffee so please thinking, yeah, yeah. Think, right he, <laughs> he learned how like he was like oh my bag's full and i'm like don't worry homie and i pull out the pillow sack and the trash bag and i'm like dump it in here don't worry round two we'll keep on going and we'll keep filling Let's this up go. yeah, yeah. i i taught i'm t- and he's like mind freaking blown i'm like dude come with me i'll teach you all sorts of tricks right like <laughs> yeah he's but i i do i love doing stuff like that and even when they were because they were born in november so the the, the next Halloween that came, I dressed them up as like a Sith or a, a one was uh, Chewbacca or no, one was a Jedi, a Yoda, and the other was Darth Vader. Because that's the only costumes you can get for babies, really. Oh, and, yeah. It's and hard to I, I bought them I and they still have it. They, they each have their own lightsaber. And the way we chose who got what costume is by which lightsaber they chose. I had a red one and I had a blue <sighs> one. And I said, choose wisely. And I oh let my the, God. the little babies choose. And that's awesome. I can't remember who chose what. I want to say uh, my boy Liam chose the dark side, which makes sense with who he is. And Isaac chose the blue lightsaber. And then I ha- I'll, I'll find the picture and I'm all decked out in mine with my double bladed blue lightsaber. And then there's my son who has his Sith Lord costume and he has his red lightsaber. And like I even did some makeup on his face to make him look like all even darker and grimmer and get your wife in a costume no she doesn't do costumes mine doesn't my husband doesn't either and i don't get it they're weird they're weird right i know he's like he's like i will support you all day long but uh no he'd make the perfect on solo no she 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 did she'll be like i dress up and her idea of dressing up is wearing a witch hat she's like i'm a witch i'm like you're a mom my that's husband dressed up, dress up as an army guy almost every time I ask him to dress up for Halloween. He's like, cheating. "What is being that an army count. guy?" That's I'm cheating. Like, that's you. You live that. That's not fair. Well, that's yeah, cheating. That's a, that's uh, a Title Thirty Two weekend. No, because <laughs> if 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 four of you are dressing up, the fifth has to. I mean, you're it, kind it's of mandatory. You're, you're, contract, you're contractually obligated to. As well, far she as doesn't I'm, even like doing. It. She'll do it like around our cul-de-sac. There's like because we, we have a, cro- a t- like a cross shaped cul-de-sac. That's that was her idea of trick or treating. She did it and she goes, "Okay, we're done." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? That took no. us 15 minutes." She's like, "We're done." I'm like, "That's your trick or treating?" She goes, "Yeah, we got candy. We're good." And I'm like, 
How oh, sad. I said, I said, I said, all right, homie, come on. We got this. We didn't come back for three hours. The only reason we stopped is because he was falling asleep. He's like, dad, I can't do anymore. I'm like, all right, homie. Then we've, we're done. We're done. I will go as long as you want to. I'm not going to yeah. stop. Get the candy hell out of here. You don't, you don't stop when you have candy. You stop when you have diabetes. Yes. Like, <laughs> when he's, when he's sitting there and he's like, dad, I can't feel my legs anymore. That's when we go. Okay, cool, dude. We're done. And the best part about having the babies now is like, I can take them. And when they're tired, we drop them off at the house. We take the wagon. We keep putting the candy in there. And I can even have like two little like cabbage patch kids sitting in there and be like, oh yeah, get some candy for the kids. They're not going to know. We've like, got oh, the babies. babies yeah. in the We just leave it wagon. over there. Yeah. Like Ethan, like I'll go, you go over there. Tell them like, we got some other trick or treaters over here. I'm tripling this. Are you kidding me? No, I no. I, I will, I'm going to work the system as much as I can to get as well, much. Well, maybe candy. that's why we ended up with the spouses we ended up with. So it Probably. can kind of like even us out a little yeah, bit. No. Um, oh, yeah. but no, does, does we does go ham eat, on Halloween? Yeah. Does he eat all your candy too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Monsters. Like she all didn't do it. the work. All of the good stuff too. They didn't do the work. We did yes. the work. We get the picks. We get first blood. That's, like that's, that's, that's the dad tax. That's, oh I'll tell you. And I, I usually like, like I'm always starting my boys' costumes in July. Like whenever they actually wanted mom to make them something unique, we d- we've done Connor Kenway twice. Um, we do Zelda at least every other year. It seems like um, we did Thor and Loki and um, oh goodness, Odin. Whenever they were like four and three and two, it was fun. the best thing ever. Built helmets and everything, and my husband's like. Meh. Do See, I I'm have really, to go? I'm oh my god. I dude, <laughs> I love decking out the I do everything. And I'm legitimately, I'm legitimately thinking about doing the Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters is about to come out. By the way, have you seen the new trailer for it, David? Yes. <sighs> Paul Rudd. What? Oh, come on. Paul Rudd's in it. It's going to be you're not gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. You're just eventually. not gonna be excited. All right, it can't eventually. Like, I have nothing against women being switching characters and everything and then but the the female ghostbuster that that one when that one came out they all it, it just it wasn't good it wasn't it, it, if they I said hey we're, if they said hey this is going to be number three and they're taking over that would have been cool but the fact that they pretty much remade the first one right and that's where i was like oh, come on no, no no just just i wasn't a it. fan for sure if, if they had like vance or somebody be like hey you we can we're too old to do this now you guys are have this like, right god yeah do it nah, that was my problem and and the wonton things are uh <laughs> soup the soup like, come on like, and the dance scene why do they have a dance scene i don't know i kind of thought the dance scene was funny did you <laughs> oh i hate dancing it was so corny you know like it's like that buffy the vampire slayer um episode where they're all singing and dancing i hate when shows do that (laughs) i hate when shows do a singing episode i hate musical i don't the only musical i've ever legitimately ever liked was sweeney todd and the only reason i liked it is because my mom and my sister forced me my brother and his best friend and my dad to go see this stupid musical about johnny depp and they had no idea it was a murder movie. Neither did I. But when the first guy gets his throat slit, I'm like, holy crap, this just got interesting. I'm in. Yeah, I was like, all right. And then my mom, my mom, she can't handle fake blood. She can handle real blood. But as soon as she sees fake blood, she starts getting nauseous. And she sat okay. between me and my brother. 
and <laughs> she couldn't she didn't have a chance we weren't letting her out I'm like no you sit down that's rude <laughs> there's people behind now. us yeah and we're sitting there high-fiving each other every time somebody gets murked <laughs> like oh it was great uh, we went awesome. we went home and singing the songs and reenacting our favorite scenes <laughs> so but okay i don't it was it was just a mess with my my mom like hey hey who am i oh i'm dead johnny depp ah! <laughs> musicals are kind of my guilty pleasure so oh, you know uh, nobody can't. else likes them in the house oh. but me, so See, oh, and, and the musical buffy episode was actually good it was that's why i liked it <laughs> oh, the, the, the the musical buffy episode and the silent buffy episode those those are silent cool. ones are fun silent ones i don't remember do the silent one. Oh, you have to go watch the silent buffy episode i, well, I that's like on the list shows, now i like when shows do silence in black and whites those are fun yeah. like okay. when supernatural did their black and white one <laughs> with even the black and white monsters they did the 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 mummy the vampire and it was all like a shapeshifter or something it was good okay. i liked it uh, but going back to cosplaying because we went on a tangent uh, <laughs> let's let's wrap this up though with talking about etiquette with okay. cosplaying which I, I so and we even talked about this before because my idea of what etiquette is is not nearly is pretty much is this like the right of consent that's what i thought was etiquette and what it turns out is it's a lot more of what some people might consider the obvious like this or things you shouldn't do but it's something that needs to be definitely announced and educated to the the listeners so let's talk about the etiquette that goes into cosplaying and going to see cosplayers here. Uh, Dave, why don't you start us off? Well, what I'll say is, is there are a lot of unwritten rules that not, it's not so much rules, but a lot of it just boils down to don't be a jerk. Okay. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to, but, but like the, the first big event that I went to was star Wars celebration. And this is in 2012. It was in Orlando. Um, and if you haven't been around cosplayers a lot, you know, it's, it's, I, I had, you know, just wide eyes and cause I'd never seen a lot of the stuff that goes on, but first of all, don't do anything that's illegal. I mean, that's, that's the first thing. Don't touch anyone if they don't want to be touched. Don't grab anything. If it's not yours, you know, um, don't grab anybody in a place that's not socially acceptable to do it. And I hate that I have to say that. But, but that's, that's number one. But then there's also a lot of little, just, just common courtesies that, again, as someone who was new to this and hadn't been in that environment uh, very much, things like if somebody is sitting at a table eating and they've got their helmet off or whatever, don't take a picture of them or don't interrupt them because that's their break. Um, and, or if they're having a conversation, if, if I'm talking with, with, uh, with someone else about, and it might just be about my costume, they might have a question about it, don't come up and say, hey, can I get a picture? Wait till they're done. Again, I, and I think of that as something that is common courtesy, but I think a lot of people don't, uh, or they, they don't know. Um, we also have in the cosplay community and in the nerd community, uh, a lot of people who are socially, um, you know, who are... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Awkward? Socially awkward. Yes, thank you. That, uh, just, just flew out of my brain. So <laughs> socially awkward. And they sometimes they might be on the autism spectrum or they might just not be used to something. I've had people come up to me and they've tried to grab props out of my hand or they've tried to grab a blaster out of a holster or something like that. Um, I've also seen people 
be groped that, you know, uh, th there's a joke that if, if someone hasn't come up to you in, in your stormtrooper or whatever your costume is and, and grabbed your, grabbed your, uh, cod piece, you know, that's, that's where, <laughs> you know, it happens to everybody or, and it doesn't just happen to women. Although you'll also see some people, they'll try to put their arms around someone or, or touch them, you know, either, either on the butt or brush up against their boobs or something like that. Um, in its most basic form, that's still sexual assault. Um, to so the, the thing is, you know, and you see these signs at a lot of events, you know, cosplay does not equal consent. Um, and so just because someone is dressed up, just because they're in a skin tight outfit that doesn't give you the spectator uh, license to touch them, it doesn't give you license to come into their personal space. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be touching that costume either unless you have asked and you say, hey, is it OK if I put my arm around you? Can I do this? Right. Because uh, my Mandalorian costume or again, just my, my biker scout. I've got probably a thousand dollars in that in that biker scout costume. Um, I don't need anybody coming up and trying to grab parts off or, or you know, because the snaps on it will come off. Uh, the, you know, I've seen people have their blast, they'll pick up a blaster off a table and drop it. Well, that could be, you know, several hundred dollars that that person has in it. So stuff like that, 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 that you might take for granted just, just as a spectator. If you see someone who is cosplaying, there's nothing wrong with going up to that person and saying, can I get a picture? And in fact, a lot of us like it. There's nothing wrong with going up to somebody and striking up a conversation and say, hey, your costume looks awesome. Can you tell me how you did this? Because I can guarantee you if Sarah is dressed up as in, in Leia or she's dressed up in, in one of her other outfits and you ask her how she made uh, uh, the piping on a dress, she will tell you. And we, Absolutely. we, like, that. we, we uh, like that because that's education and outreach. Yeah, I get questions all the time like, hey, how did you do this with this fabric? Or, you know, did you make all of that yourself? And they, a lot of people like to, if they do so, they like to look at seams and they like to see finishings, all those little tiny touches that you I don't typically see that. unless you get really close. Um, I've actually had a couple people um, come up and just like grab sleeves of my dresses a couple of times and they want to look. They're like, oh, let me see which is, you know, great. I have a cape on my Navi the fairy costume. Um, I've only worn it one time, which is really sad, um, but it's all netting and it's got all these rhinestones and things on it. And I had somebody that kept trying to loop it. Like they'd lift up the back of it and they'd like let it fly. <laughs> and so they were just doing it. Just, they thought it was cool to look at. And they wanted to see how it like sparkled and everything whenever they threw it up in the air. But obviously that was not okay. Um, and they thought it was perfectly fine because they were kind of experimenting to see how that cape worked. Um, but if they had asked me, I would have been more than happy than to like throw it in the air for them so they could check it out or even show them how it was attached or explain to them how I made it. You know, I don't mind. It never hurts my feelings to explain to somebody how I achieved some sort of finishing. Right. And I also, I like to tell this story um, about part of it's about consent, but part of it is also for if, if you're a, if you're, if you're a visitor at a convention, whether you're dressed up or not, um, again, everybody who is there in a costume doesn't mind the attention. In fact, a lot of us like it. We like to be complimented. We like for people to come up and say, Hey, can I get a picture? That's very flattering for, for, for me. That's very flattering. But I was at, at DragonCon several years ago, and I was walking back to my hotel, and 
one of the things about Dragon Con is there's a lot of stuff that goes on that isn't related to the convention. There's usually a, a several football games going on there. At one time, there was a NASCAR race that weekend. The Braves play baseball downtown, used to play baseball downtown there. The Falcons might have a preseason football game anyway. So I'm walking back to my hotel and there are a bunch of, of, of college age uh, uh, guys there. And there was a girl, woman, not girl. There was a young woman. She was dressed as Starfire from Teen Titans. And, you know, if you know the Starfire, she has a, 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 a leotard and, and skin tight out, uh, you know, leggings and that sort of thing. And so they were very surreptitiously oogling her and trying to take her picture without being too obvious about it. And I walked by them and I said, you know, if you want a picture, just go up and ask her because you're probably going to get a better picture. She'll probably pose for you. She'll probably show off parts of that costume. And as long as you're nice about it, and as long as you don't touch her without her permission, you'll be fine. And so that, that's an opportunity. And there are a lot of people in Atlanta for Dragon Con who have no idea what's going on. I, I just love seeing them. But they, they did that. We, I walked them over and I said, excuse me, ma'am, can, can we get a picture? And so they, she did. She took several pictures with these guys. Um, but you don't have to try and be a creep about it. And, right. and that person, you know, if, if I have, if I am in my Mandalorian, uh, or if I'm in one of my costumes, I might have a certain pose that I, that I like to strike. One of my gauntlets has, laser, has lights in, in, uh, in uh, the sleeve. And so if I'm taking a picture, I might point that down at the camera so the light shines into the camera. That's the best pose that I might have with that particular costume. Um, and if you're just walking up to me, or if you're just taking pictures behind my back, you might get a picture of the back of my head or you might get a side shot as opposed to that one picture, the good picture where you can see the whole outfit and you can get what I think as the wearer are the best parts of it. Um, That's one of the best things about going to conventions with you, Dave. You always remember those little things. And every time we've gone to a convention with the uh, with our clan's um, jail cell that has that reflective tape on it. Dave's always like, hey, turn on your flash so it looks like the jail cell's lighting up. Because if somebody's just taking a drive-by photo shoot of someone without asking their consent, they'll never know about that cool little add-on that's gonna make their photo op look so much cooler if they don't just stop and say, hey, you know, would you mind if I got a photo of you guys? And it doesn't take much to do so, you know? And you're gonna get such a good picture out of it. Right. And, and that's an opportunity for me as the cosplayer, and especially with, if I'm representing one of the legions or the, or the mercs or, or one of the clubs, is uh, that's my opportunity to engage you and draw you in. Now, most people, they aren't really interested in joining the club, but they might be. You, you might, Steve might be interested in building a Mandalorian. You might be interested in building an X-Wing pilot, and we can talk about that. Um, I, again, I'll tell another story about something like that. I was at, again, I was at Star Wars Celebration. This is years ago. And uh, I didn't have a costume. I was just there. I'd had, I had a four-day pass and I was just walking around and I was at the Hasbro booth and I ran into a woman um, and she was dressed as an X-Wing pilot. And we're sitting there and, and we got to talking. We were talk first we were talking about some of the toys at the Hasbro booth and we're, we, we were just talking about it. And I asked her about her, I asked a few questions about her costume and, and, and then turned around and just and walked away. We had a, she and I had a five minute conversation and that was it. Well, the next year Only I saw five her. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. So the, <laughs> the, the, the next year I ran into her at Dragon Con and I found out later that she lived in Atlanta. She lives in Georgia. And I was talking to her and, and, I, and, and I said, 
you probably don't remember me, but we had a we we talked at, at Dragon Con or at Star Wars Celebration a couple of years ago, and so we we struck up this friendship. And yeah. and after I built my own X-wing costume, I, I made a I made a point to seek her out and have my picture taken with her because after you do this for a while, and it was in the middle of the afternoon that she and I first ran into each other, and after you wear that X-wing pilot all day, I know she was hot. She was probably just wanted to get back to her hotel. She didn't want to be interrupted, uh, uh, just looking for toys. Her, her feet probably hurt from being in the boots, but she took five minutes of her time to have a conversation with me. And she was the best thing about our clubs and she was the best thing about cosplayers in general because she was patient and she was kind and she was friendly and she didn't come off like a jerk because some of the people in, that, are, that do cosplay can do that. Uh, you know, the gatekeepers are the worst. But I think about that interaction that I had with her. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I think all good cosplayers will do. They'll have that kind of interaction with anybody who comes up to them. And again, like I said, as long as you're not a creep, or as long as you're not grabbing something that you shouldn't be grabbing, we all, we as cosplayers, that's what we want to do. We want to have that interaction. We want to, we want to pull you into this world where you can pretend to be whoever it is that you want to be, whether it's, it's Loki or an X-Wing pilot or a Ghostbuster or, you know, or Bowsette or whatever it is, whatever costume it is that you have that you want to build. Um, you know, but that's, that's it. If, if you, if you go up to that cosplayer and, and you, you treat them with respect and if, if you know, just again, basic common courtesy, uh, you'll get it back in spades. I guarantee Absolutely. it. Man, how are you going to follow that up, Sarah? Uh, I don't really know, honestly. Um, he's, a, he's a little long-winded, if you ask me. I'm overachiever. Because I'm extra. Yeah. He is extra. He's you so incredibly very extra. extra. <laughs> <laughs> Always um, and forever, every time <clears throat> I've met him. <laughs> well, I honestly, I think this is a great place to wrap it up. Um, I think we've covered everything fairly well. Uh, sir, are you going to Dragon Con, by the way? I actually am not. It falls in this weird, funky spot where school has just kind of gotten into the swing of things. And with me teaching in a new place, you I can't really take the time away. This cosplay year. while you're at school. I'm sure the kids will love it. Um, actually, my principal is absolutely down with it. She's really excited. I told her, I said, I have all kinds of costumes. I like to come, you know, and, and surprise <laughs> the kids from time to time. She doesn't know what she's getting herself into, does she? No, she's, she's already approved some of it. And I'm like, mm -mm, you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> and so my students, we do a big introductory thing. Of course, we do like an about me. They share their stuff. I share mine. I had a nice. quiz, a, a pop quiz today about Mrs. Jones. So we did a slideshow yesterday. Nice. And um, I have pictures of my cosplays on there because the kids are always interested mm. um, in all of my Star Wars stuff in my classroom because obviously it's a Star Wars classroom. Right. It's going to be so, something about, I think that my, my son's third grade teacher was a Star Wars fan. He was, I, he's, yeah, I think he was, he was a Star Wars fanatic too. Yeah. Um, did so he that's... have a Millennium Falcon rug though in his classroom? I don't think he did. No, no, no but he had, <laughs> he had every like motivational poster was something from Star Wars. So, oh yeah, that was, yeah. that was pretty good. Um, but is there anywhere that people can find you to look at your stuff or? Um, actually I'm on Instagram. Um, if that's actually a public uh, platform that I do use. I don't really yeah. use my Facebook very much for my cosplay. It's more for personal. Um, it's smjonesy.com or not smjonesy.com. Mrs. 
SM Jonesy on Instagram. And it's, uh, let's see, M-R-S-S-M-J-O-N-S-J-O-N-E-S-Y. As I shouldn't be spelling, so, it's too late at night. I'm an old lady. We'll, we'll make sure to put the link in for the listeners. Yeah, awesome. There we go. Because, yeah. See? <laughs> I uh, listen, old lady, teacher. You know, I gotta get up early. I've been functioning all day, so. so you're, 20, you're you're twenty five <laughs> because that's what my wife always that's does right. to say every oh, woman. Oh my gosh! You're yeah, you are my new favorite person, <laughs> except for the little kid that told me today that I was twenty one or I looked like I was twenty one. That oh. he's the winner. <laughs> no, that is I, I can't top that. I can't top that. I'm not gonna try. Um, David, you're going to Dragon Con in yes. what? When is that again? Labor Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Okay, so we'll be able to get one more episode with you in to talk about at least what we're okay. doing the D and D thing later on. But yeah, um, so you're going to that. You're going to be managing. Are you going to be managing the dinosaurs again this year or? Uh, sorry. No. Um. Yes, uh, I am. Uh, I'm in a group called the T Rexes of Dragon Con, and I am nominally in charge of the Sunday Night Herd. So, <laughs> Sunday Night Herd. <laughs> he, he was talking about it on one other episode. We were sitting there talking about it. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't wait yeah, to yeah. see these. We, we, we first, we, we've done two herds. Well, usually there's a Wednesday Night Herd, uh, but I, I don't go on. I have a vacation problem and I can't get off on that Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, somebody else runs a Wednesday night herd, and then some people get together on Friday. But we we do a parade through all of the hotels. We start at one of the one of the host hotels. We start in the Hyatt, and we go through the Marriott and the Hilton. They have sky bridges between them. And last the last year in 2019, we had about 35 or 40 T Rexes, inflatable T Rexes and inflatable dinosaurs. Uh, so that that's that's something that I am nominally in charge of. That's so amazing. And I still have hospital. that picture that we took at the hospital visit that one yeah. time, Dave. <laughs> so yes, lots and lots and lots of pictures will be needed. Um, I will do that. Yes. Um, so yeah, that sounds like this is a great place to wrap this up. Um, as always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. Please, 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 please. We need those rating and reviews. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod and on Twitch at NerdDNAPodcast. I'm Steve Pugh, and I've been joined today with David Perry and Sarah Jones. Thank you so much, both of you, for being on. Thank you so much for educating me and the listeners. And thank you so much for the in getting into the Halloween tangent. Uh, I very much appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> it was more than fun, guys. Thanks uh, for having me. Yes, we definitely have to bring you on again. Uh, I would be loving it. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, as always, thank you so much and good night. <laughs>